Live from New York, it's... The world's largest menorah. <laughs> Ask an engineer. And it's also Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada. The engineer with me is Mr. Lady Ada. Broadcasting live from downtown Manhattan, also known as the home of the world's largest menorah. Yeah, we, we went to Central Park on Monday night, and uh, we filmed the lighting of... Uh, Sunday night. Su- Sunday? Was yeah, it Sunday? Sunday? Days blur together. I know, I know. Um, yeah, Manhattan is home of not only Central Park, but the world's largest menorah. So, and Adafruit. Uh, and Adafruit, which I think is um, a national landmark, or one day will be. Okay. And uh, that just kicks off the holiday season, and we're here to say healthy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. It's Ask an Engineer. That's right. we got a full show for you, one hour plus all the maker news and updates and guides and projects and videos. Let's get right to it because we got a lot going on. All right. On tonight's show, we are shipping safe and smart. We'll be talking about all sorts of things, including what's going on in New York City. Our Adafruit team thanks you. Here's some pre-COVID photos. Please continue to place orders on Adafruit.com. That helps us at Adafruit Manufacturer in New York City 100%. Woman-owned, we are here. We are going to get through all of this together. We can only do that when you place an order, so please place an order. We very much appreciate it. Show and tell people around the world, showing show and tell projects. We have a show and tell every single week. Lady will talk about who is on the show and tell this week and what they shared. JP's workshop, in addition to JP's product pick of the week, we'll be going over that, as well as a Make Code Minute. We have some time travel, which is news and more from the world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, and stuff that's going on. We have some help wanted. From the jobs board, jobs.adafruit.com, the place where you can post your skills and get a cool job. Or if you're a company and you want to find someone in this wonderful community, you can post your job there. And Lady Ada I, and, and I personally approve it so there's no spam free. or weird stuff and it's all free. Great. Some Python and hardware news. We'll go over what's going on in the world of Python and hardware. Some main New York City factory footage, some 3D printing. We have everyone's favorite segment, DigiKey and Adafruit. Present Ion NPI this week. We have a special new product from TE. We have some new products. We have some top secret. We're going to answer your questions. We do all that and more on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Put your questions there at the end. Join all 26,000 of us, and we will answer all of them. And uh, all that and more tonight. I'm going to ask an engineer. Yay! Okay, so first up, let's go over um, what's happening. Yeah. Um, we're shipping smart and safe. As That's a reminder, right. go to adafruit.com slash opensafely. We publish our safety protocols. Everything inside Adafruit is safe, sterilized. We all have masks. We all have gloves. We've been operating in New York City. We go in every From night the beginning. Safely. And um, our team has been safe. And if you ever want to see those protocols, you can see those. Uh, we do surface testing every single month. We swab down all of Adafruit. We send it off to a lab. We see if there's any COVID uh, alive or dead in our facility. Inside Adafruit, there is none. Um, and even if there was, that's good to know, right? Um, so take a look at it. And uh, we wanted to just reassure everyone, we're still doing okay. We're hanging in there. We're still able to get everything out to you. That said, if you order something and you order enough stuff, you get free things because we're those type of people. Who doesn't love free stuff? Everybody likes free stuff. Okay. What do we get? Okay, $99 or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. $149 or more, you'll get... Uh, one of these STEM QT boards from a selection of accelerometers, temperature sensors, potentiometers, uh, STEM QT, MCP221 drivers. We have a, a, a big range of like 30 different boards. You can see the list on adafruit.com free. If you make an account, we'll give you a different one every time. 
$1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. I will say that uh, if you order UPS ground shipping now, it is not guaranteed to get you before Christmas. Maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, maybe you want something to play with after yeah. Christmas Day. Choose next day if you want it for sure now. Second, Second day, day and three day yeah. is okay. Just keep in mind there's some weather stuff going on. There's like a storm going on. And so. we're in the middle of a pandemic, so a things storm. will um, slow down throughout the country. Snowstorm and pandemic. Uh, and um, 299 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express on-one dev kit makes for a great stocking stuffer uh, for anybody who wants to learn how to make electronics and code and make stuff glow um, with MakeCode, Code.org, CS Discoveries, Arduino, CircuitPython, and more. Okay. And um, while you're shopping. Yeah. So if you haven't done this already, there's no reason not to do it. Um, make an Adafruit account or if you already have one. Go in, verify your email address, and then set up two-factor authentication. This is to remind all of us to have good security practices. Um, I believe the entire government was just hacked. Um, so it's a good idea to have two-factor authentication on your so accounts. Good idea. Just generally speaking. It had nothing to do with the two. Um, but do uh, consider doing this because you get 20% off on your order. If you've already done it, can't do it again, of course. But if you do want to save 20%, um, you can get all the free stuff and save some bucks. That's right. Um, I put this in here um, just as, an also, as another reminder. So um, this is on the actual USPS com site right now they say straight up um, we might not be able to get your packages to you so be really careful with considering a postal option just for now if you need it yeah by Christmas and the main reason I'm saying this is because sometimes people um, you know they have other things going on in their life and um, they have a lot of pressure things aren't going good and they'll they'll email our team and they'll be really mean because postal lost it's their package or there's a delay or sometimes it goes to the postal service and it takes a few days for it to get scanned into their system. It'll move through the system or sometimes it pops up and disappears and pops up and disappears. Um, and, I, and I mostly just want everyone to chill out because you can't, you can't really um, change what's going on. Um, right. But you can change yourself. So there's just know when storms you... storms and a pandemic. Yeah. And a lot of packages. So when... when um, when you choose postal, just know it might, might take a little bit longer. Um, and here's the other thing. No matter what, if it's packaged off, we're just going to replace it. And yelling at us yeah. doesn't make <laughs> yeah, we're just the gonna package get you yeah, very we're faster. Gonna, we're just going to replace it. So, right. you know, it's, it's just, chill, man. Yeah. So anyways, um, next up. Every single week, we do show and tell. Yes. People around the world show and share their projects. Lady Ada, who's on the show and tell this week and what did they share? I'm glad you asked. We kicked it off with Kevin Walseth from DigiKey, Thief River Falls. Uh, it's cold in Thief River Falls. Uh, it is a, one of the coldest places on earth. But uh, now he knows how cold it is outside because he's working from home today. Uh, he made an LED matrix weather station to show the temperature and weather um, outside in Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Um, a great AdaBox 16 project. If you haven't opened up your AdaBox 16, hey, you know, now's a really good time to build some cool LED projects because it's it's snowing and windy and cold outside and you can stay indoors and get glowy. Brent um, also showed off another good uh, Adabox 16 project. You can use Microsoft uh, Expressive Pixels. It's a research project for Microsoft Research. For Windows 10, it's a free app. You install the um, UF2 onto your matrix portal board. It works with like any size from 16 by 32 up to 32 by 64 pixels. And uh, you can make animations and save them and like create them and like share them with people. It's a great way of like making these cool LED matrix animations. It turns um, it into kind of a, a light bright um, that's easy for anybody to use. Uh, it's super fun. 
uh, Windows 10 only, but if you have Windows 10, then and pick it up from the App Store. Colin uh, is living with a cat, and the cat wants to be fed a lot. Um, it gets fed twice a day, but it wants more, more, more. And sometimes Colin forgets whether he fed the cat, so he made a little reminder clock. Or the, or the cat lies and consistently will pretend it didn't get fed. That's right. And you have to, like, you have to... Yeah, and they Mosfet, do that. Mosfet would do that. Yeah, they do that. They do that. They're like, oh, like, the other person didn't feed you me. You totally forgot to feed me. Right, so this is a little... It's a, it's a yeah. wall clock. It shows the time, and when you press a button, it says when the cat was last fed, the day and the time. So there's no confusion about when this cat was fed. So you can believe the code, not the cat, uh, until the cat learns to code, and then you're in trouble. Uh, Phil B is playing around with weird HDMI displays on a Raspberry Pi. Got some like like funky large round displays. Got like bar displays. He's gonna write up a guide on how to use these unusual displays with the Raspberry Pi. There's a couple of tips and tricks. Um, uh, Jeff Epler uh, did a project that is super fun. It's a all-in-one YouTube video player with audio output, and it uses the BrainCraft hat, which has a little video screen, and it has really high-quality audio. So I had him make a lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax and study to player. And all it does is play uh, the lo-fi beats to relax and study to YouTube channel with all the cool beats in the background. It makes for like, in my opinion, it's like a modern Buddha machine. It's a little box that all it would do is play like ambient tones for you. Um, it's like that, but it's internet connected and it has a cute little animation of a girl studying with her cat. So that's live on the learning system. Check it out. Of course, you can Put any YouTube station you want in it. It's a, it's a good standalone YouTube player, which I think is pretty cool. Erin uh, Firepixie uh, uh, wanted to get into the holiday season, and she made a Hanukkah sweater that has NeoPixels in it and it'll capacitive a little touchpad. When you touch the shamash on the uh, Hanukkah menorah, all the other LEDs light up in order. Uh, so you can finally have a cool LED-powered Hanukkah uh, menorah uh, sweater. Uh, you still have a couple of days left in this holiday year, but you know what? You have to kind of wear this year round. Like, just show up at like you know weddings, bar mitzvahs, and funerals with a sweater on. People are gonna love it. Uh, so check that out coming soon. JP uh, published a guide, uh, showtimes, an offline uh, showtimes event calendar display for MagTag. Um, we'll eventually figure out a way to get the MagTag integrated with Google Calendar. But for now, if you have something, if you have events that are occurring every week at the same time, like our live shows, you can have it just. Wake up right at that time, tell you that this event is happening and go to sleep. Um, so a very handy, like, standalone um, showtime display. Uh, JP will be, um, he actually wasn't on show and tell because he's prepping for next week's Ada Box unboxing. So uh, come by um, next week for all the JP uh, you can fit on your screen. Nun Pedro uh, published their LED uh, sign, woodworking and NeoPixel matrix. And... They're also working on a dark saber build. A couple different techniques they're using to make this dark saber, um, as seen in the Mandal Mandalorian. It looks totally bitchin'. They got this like black RGB LED button. I don't know. It's gonna look so sweet. Uh, so that's gonna be in the new year. But they're kind of working on it now. It takes a long time to get these these projects into good shape and ready to publish. Liz uh, has been playing around with partial refresh on e-ink displays for Arduino. Uh, Timon came by and showed a very popular project, the Pinora. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about it tonight, but it's basically an Arduino carrier for the Raspberry Pi CM4 breakout. And he's thinking about how to make it use CircuitPython as easily as you do on a Metro M4, which is like 
I don't think it's going to be like super sweet. He's really smart, really. He's got cleverness going on there. So I think we're going to see something nifty. And Mark finished his 300 pixel matrix and is doing animations. Uh, he got like an animated Christmas tree and he ported uh, Phil B's icicle lights to this matrix. Uh, perfect timing. He's going to put it outside in his window and people driving by will see his beautiful large LED matrix uh, showing off some Christmas animations. That's right. Good work, Mark. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. If you're um, watching this right now, it's Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. This is Ask an Engineer, and then we do show and tell every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., and these are the shows we do on Wednesday night. On Sunday, we do Desk of Lady Ada, and then this week on Desk of Lady Ada, we talked about a few things. Um, we're working on these... Um, like 30 degree tilted headers yeah for the the pi 400 cobbler yeah that's what we're kind of calling it and then one of the segments we have is where in the world is that part i need the great search with dj king the great search where lady ada uses all of her engineering powers to find all things on the digikey side and we explored usb-c connectors yeah it was sorry usb type a it was to make a USB stick right, out of the sorry. quill. But while I was there, I wanted to show off all these other cool... Like, the USB connector category on DigiKey is just like a gold mine of the coolest, weirdest things you didn't even know existed, like this combo USB-A socket slash Type-C socket. I mean, the the images that you can mouse over are, like, so fun. Uh, I talked a little bit about how I used to thumb through the catalog. The catalog is now too big and too difficult to keep updated because so many new products come out. Um, but instead, uh, you know, scan around the, the categories on, on DigiKey. You can learn a lot by um, just looking at the images. Yeah. So that's every Sunday, and we usually do stuff from our mailbag and engineering stuff that whatever Lady is working on. And then we do a great search which did for, with DigiKey where um, if you've ever gone to the DigiKey site and you're like, how do I find that thing I want? How do I get down from like 10,000 results to the one that I want? That's what we do. Is what we do. Accordions. All right. And um, JP has a product pick of the week show that we do every single week. And it's interesting because we broadcast live from inside a product page. I think eventually every product page in the future is going to have a live video for oh, you Amazon in some way. Yeah, like, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at um, like really advanced forms of shopping now, <laughs> state of the art. Like, why, why wouldn't you be able to either see a live video and or, you know, there'll probably be some type of VR thing, but that's, that's always a little bit harder. Um, but uh, we broadcast live from inside the product page, and here's a recap from what the show was this week. It's the AS7341. It is a multi-spectral light and color sensor. It's actually good for both emissive light, so trying to figure out the color of a bulb of some kind, a monitor. It's also useful for reflective light off of diffuse surfaces. If I take one of these bulbs and ho hold it over, uh, you can see there the values that it's getting in the, uh, the red. We can pop a green one on there, and again, you'll see the, the graph change. That is my product pick of the week. It is the AS7341 multi-spectral light and color sensor in STEMI QT format. I'm gonna go ahead and put that on my STEMI QT wall of goodness. And that's gonna do it for this week. And uh, JP's product pick of the week is over for this year. We're gonna be starting up again in January. 
And so today he made a um, little collection, a collage of all the, um, the thumbnails. <laughs> I just think these are so funny. And the uh, the thing is, um, we're we're basically just a just acknowledging that it's a flawed system that YouTube is with the algorithm. And they they had told us um, a while ago, you know, make videos like PewDiePie or like Lady Ada. Put put on a bikini and put that as your thumbnail, and that that but, that will convince. But then if Naomi does it, then they like block her yeah. video, so you can't win well, either way. Our complaint was like, hey, like you know, you say publicly you want to promote women in STEM and technology, but then you tell us in person um, that you know the only way we can get more views is if like we start wearing bikinis. So, anyways, um, so what we decided to do is just do insane. Uh, thumbnails yeah. and and JP uh, did a really good job with this. They're very so, very good. So you'll see this uh, start up again next week, and we're just going to keep making the thumbnails weirder, weirder and weirder. Yeah. So uh, also coming up is uh, JP's workshop that'll also be on a hiatus until the beginning of 2021, and every single week during JP's workshop there is a Make Code Minute, and here is the latest one. For the Make Code Minute today, I wanted to show you how to build a simple random tune generator, like a song generator that makes simple little tunes, little melodies, out of just a limited number of notes that all sound good together. So what I've done is I've taken just a, a very simple subset of a pentatonic scale, so just four notes here, and I have set it up so that when I hit play on my Circuit Playground Express, you will hear it is playing a little tune we're going to play the same thing twice because of randomness. And not only am I randomizing notes, but I've included one rest in there that it might happen upon. And I have three different note lengths that are essentially like a quarter note, a half note, and a whole note in length. The way this works, if you look inside of Make Code, it's fairly simple. What I have is a pair of arrays. The first array has this set of frequencies for my notes. And the second array has this set of durations for how many milliseconds each note can play. Then when I am playing, and playing is keyed on by the button A for off and button B for on or true. So when I, when I play the tune, here's what happens. Inside of this loop, I pick a random number from zero to four, and that can be any of those five notes that we can play. And then I set that uh, variable called random note to B the notes getting the value from that array. So that, uh, that notes array up here grabs whichever index from there that my random number is. I'm also setting my NeoPixel to be red at that position. So you can see it kind of shows me which note we're playing, zero being the rest when there's, a, there's no sound. Uh, and then we play a tone at the random note value, whatever that was, whatever that frequency was for a duration that's based on grabbing a random number from this little set of three possible um, timings. So that means it sort of fits within a, a sort of mode of music that we're used to, and it isn't just sort of random lengths and random pitches. Uh, and then I turn off the NeoPixel. So that is how you can make a little random tune generator inside of Make Code for the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, and then also this week we launched episode three, Stay Cozy and Connected, with Natalie and Dianang. These are folks that I've worked with for years. Uh, they're in the community, and they're excellent STEM educators, and we do um, a new video series. So oh, check incredibly out, creative. Yeah, check out episode three 
that just launched as well. All right, time travel. World of Makers, Hackers, Artists, Engineers. What's going on this week? I'll tell you what's going on. The first person in, in the United States got a shot here in New York City. So um, we've got vaccines going on here. Yes. So here in New York, we have some vaccines, and we are all starting that process of vaccine education. So uh, there is a lot of reasons to mistrust the government. We get it. Because they're lying assholes. Because today, today, you know, emails are starting to link. There's a leak. There's a change of administrations. It's like, hey, just infect everybody. That 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 that's our strategy. Yeah. Which was no strategy. Um, so I understand why people would be apprehensive. They'd be worried. Um, and so one of the things that we're seeing is a really big public education start. Um, I'm personally concerned that the, the type of folks that would be divisive about wearing a mask are going to be divisive about getting a vaccine. And unless a lot of people get vaccines, vaccines don't work. Yeah. So or they don't protect some of the people who can't be vaccinated, for yeah. example. Or you know, the vaccine, is if it's 95% effective, that means one out of 20 people, it might not be as effective as it needs to be. Yeah. So... Um, we'll continue to do our role, like here's data, here's facts, if there's any side effects, like so we're managing a, you know, a team of over 100 plus people. If there's any side effects that we that the, the New York City Health Department, New York State Health Department says, like, hey, watch out for. Yeah. So we're constantly doing that. Here's a um, fact sheet, FAQ, uh, nyc.gov slash vaccine just came out today. And so uh, we are by no means saying go get a vaccine no matter what, you, don't, you don't ask questions. <laughs> you couldn't anyways. Um, but, you know, a lot of our team members have relatives that are frontline responders. Um, there's people that we're close to and know that their family members are getting vaccinated because they're healthcare workers. Yeah. So today, right before we got on air, um, it was the most deaths in this entire pandemic. 3,400 yeah. people died in one day. So there isn't you know, a magic wand and there isn't anything, but this is pretty close. We, we can, we can start to get to a point where this is a manageable situation right now. You can't do contract tracing. You can't, you, it is, it is uncontrolled spread. And people are starting to get it even if they're careful. I mean, they're, it's like you only have to slip up the, once. Yeah. So we're a member of the North American Manufacturer Association and the CEO's dad died. And he said, hi, everybody. Like my dad just passed away. He was healthy. He did all the precautions, no comorbidities. Uh, he had lots of years left, and now he's dead. He died alone in the hospital, and it's sad. It's tragic. Yeah. And until we manufacture more vaccines, until we distribute more vaccines, we can just wear masks. We can stay distant. We can sanitize. And please, by all means, do not do gatherings. Um, I know it's really tragic. We st we still hear people who are like, yeah. You if know, you follow, oh, I only went to one event, one party, one yeah, and birthday. The, it was an important birthday, and it's like I know it was important. The maker community is pretty small, like as far as like folks have been around forever, and we're seeing friends tweeting publicly. They're trying to say like, hey, this could happen too. They're like, hey, my brother had a birthday party, and family just came over just for a minute. They think didn't was a big deal. Everybody got it. Um, so just stick to it just a little bit longer. You don't want to get this at the very end. There's a lot we're of therapeutics. So There's a lot of therapeutics. Um, so that's what we're doing for our team is giving them all the information. Um, you know, as a company, we don't mandate anything for our employees. Like we said, hey, like it's a good idea to get a flu shot. Here's all the information. Um, we don't even mandate COVID testing, but we've given everyone so much information. Pretty much all of our team gets a COVID test every month. Yeah. And so 
that's I think the right the, the right approach. And a lot of times when we do this segment, it's for other people that are working at companies or other people that are running companies, even our competitors. Go to adafruit.com slash open safely. Use that as a playbook. It works. We we were in the worst of this back in March and April, and now New York is uh, doing good compared to the other states. But like good right now is like yay, only five percent infected. Um, that's not good. hundred, about hundred people died today in New York, and then thirty four hundred people in the country. So we've got a shot now, uh, literally, <laughs> of beating this. Um, we just have to stick to some things that we know that work. And even after you get the vaccine, you have to wear a mask for a bit anyways. So expect an amazing summer, booming economy, all sorts of fun stuff that you want to do. Concerts, events, the faster, The faster we take good care of each other now, the faster we get to that later. So yep. that's our public service announcement and part of the news. And uh, thank you, Sandra, the nurse in New York, who was the first one in the U.S. to get it, didn't even flinch. Kind of amazing. I would flinch a little bit if I got it. <laughs> on camera. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, next up, Adafruit. Oh, sorry, SoundCloud.com/slash/Adafruit is where we store all, our, all of our music. And someone on YouTube, super nice, are just like, hey, I love the latest songs that you got. Are you gonna put those on SoundCloud? And we're like, oh yeah, it's a good idea. We're gonna do that. So we did. So go to SoundCloud.com/slash/Adafruit and get all the latest tunes that we've made, and you can use them for stuff. That's what we do. All right, other things. Uh, we have two short videos. We have our open weather project, and we also have the Matrix Portal project. Hey, Lady, what is this? Hey, we're playing with the open weather API on the MagTag. So this 2.9-inch diagonal screen that can do grayscale is perfect for a daily weather update. Uh, so here's some code that Carter wrote, and he's going to be writing up a guide this week that uh, goes to um, open weather map and gets... Um, the weather for the day and then the rest of the week for a latitude and longitude. We're going to update it to use a city instead. And then it displays it with these gorgeous little graphics. It'll update um, once every night, basically like around midnight. And then um, it'll deep sleep in between, so you'll, it'll last many weeks on one battery charge. So it's a great project to put on your fridge, and then you can check the weather and the forecast throughout the week. Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Oh, say can you see all these wonderful pixels? I'm trying out the matrix portal with a 32 by 64 matrix with the Microsoft Expressive Pixels app. This is a really cool Windows 10 app that Microsoft Research wrote that lets you really easily um, design and upload animations to your matrix portal. You can even save them on the onboard flash. And we've got a guide with everything you need to know on how to get it working with the matrix portal. So check it out. Brent just published it. It's a great way to make your matrix portal shine and be patriotic. All right, next up, help wanted, and this is a twofer. So we're doing, uh, we're going to do two and one in this. Okay. So we have jobs.adafruit.com, and on jobs.adafruit.com, um, I saw that the Python Foundation is hiring for a really cool role. So I work with Betsy over at the. Python Foundation. Betsy's going to be retiring. Um, if you've done anything in the Python world, you probably know Betsy. So they are looking for a director of resource development. You can read the job over on python.org or you can go to jobs at adafruit.com. You can apply through either way. And if you want to be part of, I think, the biggest, best community in computer programming, um, diverse cool group of people doing stuff from data sciences to educational electronics like Adafruit, um, that is the place to be. And Python, um, right now, if you look at pretty much any metric of what 
programming languages are important for careers or what they're learning in schools, it's Python. Python, 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 Python. Python is either first or second place now, and it's going to be that way for a while. And um, it's our language of choice. And uh, if you want to not only um, be part of that community on the coding side, maybe you don't even code. Maybe you just like this idea that people can learn and share and do open source together. Um, there's a cool role that's waiting for you. So the other part of Help Wanted is we're asking for your help. So python.org, they're trying to raise $60,000, and they got 15 days to go. And they're up to 43K. That's pretty good. It's not there yet. But one of the reasons they have to raise money is because Python does one big event during the year. It's PyCon. That basically went away in 2020. And it's going to be virtual in 2021. So they're biggest source of funding what they use to uh, teach workshops around the world to get all the package managers working on all these servers around the world to do all these learning workshops to do grants around the world for diverse education efforts um, that's where that goes they're only asking for 60k they're up to 43k and I'm gonna make it easy for you just take out your phone right now and uh, once you take out your phone um, just point the camera at this QR code and when you do that um, I'm going to do this right now, too. It says openpython.org. My little browser here. I'm going to do that. Okay. And uh, I'm doing a show right now, so I'm going to bookmark this. I'm going to come back to it. But you can do that, too. And um, You can donate. $5. Just donate, like, 5 bucks and say Adafruit sent you. So Dude, Python is so useful and so free, and, they, like, all the stuff comes with it. It's a great language. It's a great community. If you just give 5 yeah, or 10 so bucks. so we... Um, donated on Giving Tuesday. We just donated recently. We're going to do more for them, but we want to ask our community as well. We we're thinking about like, oh, maybe we should like sell some Adafruit stuff and like a portion of the proceeds go to the Python Foundation. Now, so that's one way to do it, but why don't you just do it directly? And that's what we're going to do is just like encourage people to just give directly. That's the best way. It's easiest. There's no overhead. There's no accounting fees. There's no credit card charges that we have to pay, then they have to pay, and then everyone has to pay. Um, so take out your phone, point it at this, and save it for later if you're watching the show. Um, but please, uh, this is one of the few things we're going to ask everyone to do this year. Um, help them get to 60K. They're up to 43K right now. They're so close. Tonight, if people, if everyone watching the show just right now gave like five bucks, um, it would get them to the next little, you know, Tier. And that money gets used to do um, stuff like support uh, Python packaging systems, uh, to fix bugs, to run their website. I mean, it's like it's a very lean operation, um, and uh, they don't need a lot. But it, you know, for the value that folks and companies are getting out of Python, I think I think you can spare a couple dollars. Okay, so that is what we're asking you to do. Thank you. Take your phone out. Store it, save it, bookmark it, send it to a friend. Just do five bucks. If there if there, there were like forty three thousand five hundred fifty three, let's try to at least get it up to like forty four thousand forty five thousand before the end of the show. Let's try. Let's okay. try. Okay. Okay. And uh, we'll be running promotions and more throughout the next fifteen days. All right. Uh, next up, Lady Ada, you had a guest post over on RaspberryPi.org yeah. about the uh, machine learning products we have, BrainCraft Hat, and then the Bonnet. And then today, big news, the BrainCraft hat got Best Hardware of 2020 by Tom's Hardware. Oh, yay. I love this little hat. Um, when we were doing a machine learning project, what's funny is this hat got delayed. It was supposed to come out in March, and then, like, 
then shit happened and then got delayed a couple months. Uh, we did get it out during, um, you know, lockdowns and pandemic times. I was still working on hardware. And uh, it's a wonderful little hat that go goes perfect on a Raspberry Pi 4 um, and allows you to build all sorts of projects that have AV uh, interactivity. Like we built that lo-fi radio player. It has a, a display for displaying video output that is handy when you're doing machine learning. You want to see what, what's the machine learning doing, what's it seeing. I can plug in a camera into your Raspberry Pi and then run TensorFlow Lite. Um, you can do uh, mobile net uh, object recognition. You can do voice assistant recognition. There's a two microphones and two speakers uh, you can plug into it or a headphone. It's just an all-in-one. It kind of has a little bit of everything, but I wanted to make it really easy for people to make um, kind of complicated machine learning projects. So uh, you're going to see more projects using the hat or kind of getting, getting into the groove, getting it started. Um, we did a lot of rework of our tutorials to make it as easy as possible to install because it's it's quite a beast. Um, but more coming soon. So machine learning, okay. craft and brains coming soon. It's time for some Python on hardware. Blinka, blinka, blinka. Code Plus community. We are still chipping away at getting 6 out, and 6.1 is on the way next. So please, if you have your boards, go to circuitpython.org slash downloads and update to the latest and greatest, or if you want to try any of the betas or alphas or super news, super new, you can uh, do that there. And this week, um, here's some stuff that's going on. Um, this is kind of a big deal. Um, Sony is using CircuitPython. They have a uh, presence board, and CircuitPython's running on it, and they just published a guide. And so uh, welcome welcome to the fold. Yay, it's presence. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Python, uh, they have a diversity inclusion workgroup. See, this is the reason you should support them. Cool job that we posted up tonight. And then we have the uh, fundraiser. And what does the fundraiser do? Things like this. Um, earlier on our show and tell and then during the recap, Lady Ada talked about the Piora. 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 I misspelled it. Yeah. It Pinora. Pinora. Piora. Ah. And uh, <laughs> it's a carrier board for a Raspberry Pi compute module, and the goal is to get it to easy, it's easy to use as something like a feather. So this That's is cool. it. It's cool. It's like an M2 connector on the bottom. Yeah. It has like everything you want. packed. And um, if these are available, we'll stock them, of course. That's our plan. Okay. Uh, next up. Scott has deep dive this week, and then uh, next week off, and I think that's the last one for the year, is this week. Um, we have uh, our regular things that we go over each week, which is here's the uh, explore section of our site with our gift guides, our um, secured discount code that you can do. some fun projects, too. Yeah, and then again, a reminder, we put this in the newsletter is the jobs that we just talked about. Um, and then the projects that are going on, um, folks are using all sorts of Adafruit stuff to make things like retro consoles. Yeah, chiptune players, CNCs. Yeah, I like glowing orbs. I like this orb because it reminded me of Capsella. Yeah, I but it was like Capsella, Neo, Neo, yeah. it was like it was like if Capsella still continued on, it'd yeah. eventually have NeoPixels and you'd like code with it. Yeah, anyways, all right. Well, motor testers. Is yeah, like this is some PWM stuff um, with some motors. Holiday. Lot, yeah, there's lots of holiday projects and more. Um, here is the uh, MagTag plus NeoPixel project. Seen it on the show and tell. Now it's part of this. Um, a really nice holiday diorama with CircuitPython and Circuit Playground. And then here is a um, Adafruit matrix portal display to read uh, a bunch of numbers. 
and display them in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, but go for Super it. Python IoT Trivia, OLED version, diffused acrylic stand, and you could check out more news. Learning Python, Python tutorials. This is a cool, this is a full color printed badge. You put that in there, I like that. Yeah, and um, if you want to just keep track of like what's happening with the latest and greatest hardware, some ESP32 stuff, S2, some of the new learn guides, we have what's the fresh produce. Um, folks who uh, are Disney fans or Epcot fans, you may remember this dragon. It's Figment the Dragon um, wow. refrigerator magnet. Good good call out there. This, That's right. The Figment Dragon. You know, you know your dragons. That's right. And they sung the song Imagination inside of the um, AT&T uh, World Ball ride. Is this like an important part of your childhood or something? Yeah. <laughs> and then we keep track of what's going on with the team and then some upcoming events. One is uh, Morris speaking at LinuxConf AU. We're talking about Linux and CircuitPython. Open Hardware and PyCon is coming up. All that and more. And that is the Python and Hardware news for this week. There I is a lot week. going on out there. Okay. And uh, just one other little thing I want to show. This is the um, Piora playing NeoPixels via CircuitPython. Or Dot well. Stars, yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Blinka Blinka. Okay. Next up. All right, some open source hardware news. Um, speaking of conferences and more, the Open Hardware Summit will be virtual again next year. And sponsorships are open, and we already sponsored. So this is our PayPal receipt we've sponsored. We will see you there virtually in uh, April. April 9th. Yeah, I'll be there yeah. virtually. April 9th. Um, I was just trying to remember the date. So uh, check it out. And if you're thinking about joining or sponsoring, now would be a good time to do it. All right. Okay, Lady Ada, we uh, are an open source hardware company. All right, we have like a bazillion guides. This we week. do. I'm going to do the guides a little bit different this week. How because, do you do Well, because it's going to, we have so many guides. Couldn't fit them? I think we could do it this way. How do you want to do it? Well, why don't you just start at... Uh, okay, start from the top? No, start start with this one. Is this that is, the bottom one? This is the, this is the only... This one is the one... Okay, that was the last... Yeah, yeah. so uh, I wrote up the um, COVID tracking project IoT display. Um, this is a, a, you know, a really... Uh, uh, Sorry, wait, I lost it. Okay, uh, it's it's a good demonstration of, of deep sleep, and we've had it up on our fridge. It's a bit morbid, so it's not for everybody. Um, but if you do want to keep track of numbers, you can of course customize it as well for your state. Um, this is showing the national numbers. Also shows how to show a QR code. Uh, okay, the next up, I uh, hate you want to scroll. Up yeah. To the next next two, um, next two got uh, from Brent. Um, the expressive pixels for Adafruit Matrix Portal. Um, there's this really incredibly powerful uh, tool for Microsoft Research for making LED matrix animation displays, and it works wonderfully with the Matrix Portal. It's definitely fast enough. Um, just plug it in and over USB all over this app, it will let you make custom animations, download animations. Like it's a really easy way to convert GIFs into um, a file format and then save it. And you can use the buttons on the Matrix Portal as well to um, animate the, the displays and change the animation. So it's like, and there's like a light bright like painting mode. It's like really cool. So um, just drag the UF2 onto your matrix portal to try it out. Uh, we have a image um, for 32 by 64 pixels. So it's, it's very easy to get started. 
Jeff Epler wanted to try making a, um, a feather tester for some reason at home, so he made a 3D printed uh, test jig. It's kind of fun. You can cosplay as Adafruit, I guess. Uh, next up, we've got uh, keep going. We've got the Adabox 17 guide. Um, the mystery will be revealed next week on the unboxing. Uh, don't click on that unless you want to uh, know what it is before the unboxing next week, uh, Christmas Eve. We are still um, wrapping up the very last of the Mag uh, the Adabox orders. Um, if you haven't gotten it, I think tomorrow or the next day will be the last day of shipping. So um, let support know if you haven't gotten a shipping notice yet but it'll, it's pending weather we should be wrapping up this week uh, we've got a magtag daily weather forecast display this is kind of the project everybody wants we showed that little video um, it shows you uh, the daily weather every night it gets the weather for the day as well as for the next five days so you kind of get an idea of what your week and weekend is looking like um, and then it goes to sleep so it can last for many weeks on your fridge very handy while you're getting your milk for the coffee in the morning to see whether it's going to be raining today. Uh, likewise, from Phil B., um, we found a really easy way to get Google Sheets data um, into JSON format just by sharing it. You don't even have to create like any authentication stuff. You just share the, the JSON to anybody who can read the URL, and then um, you can just put that into your uh, mag tag, and it will display what's in the spreadsheet, which is kind of nifty. It's a way to do collaborative editing of what's showing up on the ink display. So you could do to-do lists. Uh, sorry, you can do to-do lists, or he's got a, a demo of a naughty and nice list. So two mag tags synchronizing uh, data together. Uh, new product, the EMC2101 fan controller and temperature sensor by Brian. This is a all-in-one tachometer and PWM controller for a PC fan. We're going to show the demo in new products. Okay, now you can, now you can scroll up. We've got the Wi-Fi control NeoPixel matrix LED sign. I'll show a video for that. Uh, you can now make LED matrices and scroll text on them um, in CircuitPython. Colin's cat likes to trick him into thinking he uh, that she has not been fed, but now with this clock that has a time stamping feature, Colin knows when the cat's already been fed and doesn't double feed the cat, much to the cat's chagrin. Uh, Melissa wrote a guide on how to make MagTag projects. So if you've seen all these projects, you're like, I want to make my own e-ink display project in CircuitPython. Uh, this guide will take you through um, all the details and API and explanation and example code uh, for getting buttons and NeoPixels and buzzers and stuff displaying on the e-ink display. Um, Jeff made that lo-fi hip-hop Raspberry Pi radio. All it does is uh, open up a YouTube video in kiosk mode. Uh, but it sounds great, and it's a, a lovely little standalone player. Uh, he is now an addict of uh, lo-fi hip-hop radio, which is my plan. Uh, JP, uh, for his last show, he did a weekly Showtime event notifier. This is an offline sort of event display. Instead of um, using a Google Calendar or an iCal, it just has a JSON file on the mag tag itself that... Um, uh, Whenever the time occurs, it checks what time it is, and then when the event is about to occur, it'll beep and display the icon so you know um, what events are coming up next. So it's it's a great uh, event notifier when you have things that happen every single week at the same time, like your favorite TV show or an errand you have to run or like a meetup that you're going to go to. So uh, check that out. Uh, it also has some beautiful graphics and text overlays. 
And uh, finally, the last, yeah, the last new guide. We had a lot this week. Last new guide from Dylan. This is a project that Phil and I wanted to do a while ago, and we um, didn't get to because we didn't have enough RAM to, for this gigantic JSON file. But now that we have the ESP32S2, we can do projects with massive files like the Google Graveyard. Um, Killed by Google is a uh, JSON feed that is updated pretty much daily with uh, products and projects that Google has killed. Um, so whether it's a uh, Google Reader or Google Answer or Orkut or any of the other hundreds of projects. Today they killed off a $400 12-pound speaker. Or your favorite $400 12-pound speaker uh, that got killed off. Uh, you mm. can now commemorate it, and uh, it even plays a little funeral dirge every time it displays a, a new one. I think it, it you know runs once a minute, uh, sorry, once an hour, it displays a new one. Uh, it'll run, it basically eventually it'll catch up. Google will cancel so many projects that we will not, you'll never repeat them, yeah. I think. So I like it. Uh, pretty much uh, since they killed up Google Reader, I have had no sympathy and uh, much tragedy in my life. Okay, right. that was it. Okay, that's the open source guides and more. A I think lot. it was a record week. It was week. record, record. All right, so main New York City factory footage. Let's play it.
and it wouldn't be made New York City factory footage unless we showed what's going across the street. This is uh, where all that Disney Plus money is going. I know. This, there, is, this is the Disney building across the street from Antifer. Yes, this is like, you know, in, in, in ancient times they would build ziggurats or they would have like pyramids for the tomb of the leader. This is yeah. where they're going to bury Baby Yoda. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With 5,000 Disney Imagineers. All right. Yeah. That's where it's happening. Yep. Tragic. Okay. 3D printing. All right. We're going to do two videos back to back. The first one is the sign project that Pedro just did. And then we have a speed up, which is a Krampus bell. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're making an IoT sign with NeoPixels and CircuitPython. We made a wooden sign with LED strips that can display scrolling text from Adafruit.io. You can create a dashboard and update the text with your mobile device. With the color picker, you can change the color of the text so you can easily customize your message. The Pixel Framebuff library for CircuitPython makes it easy to create custom LED matrices using NeoPixels. The Metro ESP32-S2 has built-in Wi-Fi and CircuitPython support. It's housed in a 3D printed enclosure and secured to the wooden frame. The CircuitPython libraries from Adafruit make IoT projects like this really easy to get up and running. The demo code uses the Adafruit I.O. library to get the text and color data from the feeds we set up in our dashboard. It's a nice example for displaying scrolling text on NeoPixels using data from Adafruit.io. We made the sign in Fusion 360 and created a parametric design that's pretty easy to put together. The LED strip holders are designed with user parameters so we can quickly change and update the dimensions. To make the sign, we cut a sheet of wood to make a panel for holding the LED strips. You can get a full list of plans and step-by-step -step instructions from our learn guide. Links are in the description. We used a miter saw to cut down these boards to make a frame for the panel. To secure the boards together, we used basic butt joints and a nail gun. We designed and 3D printed brackets so the frame can easily be placed over the panel. The brackets are secured to the frame using screws and the LED panel fits over them nicely. The LED panel hangs over the leg frame with additional mounting brackets. When using a power drill, pilot holes should be made to ensure the screws are driven in straight. The legs are fitted into the bottom base and the LED panel hangs over the frame of the legs. The sign is modular so it can be stored away without taking up too much space. These 3D printed holders are chained together and secured to the panel with screws. The LED strips are press fitted through the clips and have a tight fit so they're kept nice and straight. This 12 by 12 grid of NeoPixels is arranged with the data flowing in a zigzag pattern. The LED strips are soldered together using silicone wires and insulated with heat shrink tubing. With the frame fitted over the panel, the wiring is neatly covered up and looks really nice while being discreet. We had a lot of fun working on this project and hope it inspires you to check out CircuitPython. Thanks so much for watching, stay safe, and we hope you make an awesome new year.
Okay, and 3D Hangouts over for this year. They'll be back in a couple weeks. Don't forget to check out the recap and more that we'll be posting before yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, years with the project. If you're like, oh, I want to miss out, go back and watch some old videos or, like, build some of them. You know, believe yeah. me, you'll, you'll stay busy for two weeks. Yeah, you can build uh, any of these things start to finish because they show you how. That's right. All right, next up. Okay. DigiKey and Adafruit present. Hi, on MPI. This week's Iron MPI is from TE Lady Ada. TE is back. They've been on Iron MPI a couple times, but they keep coming up with interesting new products, and so yeah. they get the MPI prize. Um, this they keep week, making new products. We'll keep making MPI. That's right. Videos. That's cool. Okay, so this week uh, I've actually noticed a bunch of companies that do sensors are all sort of releasing sensor revisions around now. Don't know why, maybe just kind of the end of the year they want to get those uh, versions out. Uh, but this week's uh, new product is the HTU31D and 31V. These are temperature and humidity sensors from TE. They're, they've got excellent uh, temperature humidity sensors. In fact, you might be thinking, don't you already have a breakout for that HTU31? No, you're thinking of the HTU21, which is still one of my favorite temperature and humidity sensors. Um, really easy to use, very reliable. Uh, it's got that, uh, you know, great I squared C interface. It's very simple um, but complete. And they've it's a couple of years old now. It's a, you know a couple of years old, and they, I think they wanted to revise it, update it, make it a little bit better. Uh, the H two twenty one I think had maybe you know maybe half a degree of accuracy and three uh, percent uh, or four uh, percent percent humidity. Um, accuracy and the HU31 improves that. It's got 0.2 degrees centigrade uh, Celsius um, accuracy for temperature and for humidity, it's about 2%. So a nice big improvement there. Uh, the pinout is not the same. The package is the same, but the pinout's a little bit different. As you can see here, it still has I squared C as you would expect, but it also adds uh, a reset pin. And you also get an I squared C address selection pin. So that's good. You can uh, alternate between, I think, 41 and 42 are the two uh, I squared C addresses. And there's a hard reset, which I always like to have. Um, it's nice to be able to hard reset a sensor along with a microcontroller in case it gets into a, an unusual state. Uh, there's also a software reset. Um, speaking of, what I really like about these sensors is how they, they can do pretty much everything you want in a temperature and humidity sensor, and they don't have like a ton of extra stuff to confuse you. Um, it's pretty straightforward. They have soft reset. You can turn the heater on, turn the heater off, which is great for reducing power, but also to um, get any uh, moisture off of the sensor. Um, so you're reading the actual air humidity, not like the humidity on the sensor, you know, if there's a, a bit of water on there. You can read the relative humidity as well as the temperature and humidity. There's a diagnostic result that gives you about you know a couple bits of information about you know how the device is doing, um, and there's a unique I think it's 32 bit or 24 bit serial number. So you know kind of all the nice things that you want, and there's also a CRC capability. So um, when you send and receive commands, um, there will be a, a cyclic redundancy check to make sure that the data isn't being corrupted. You're getting valid temperature and humidity data. I think that's important, especially for people who want to use this for um, medical uses where they want to control uh, home automation or environmental stuff. You don't want to like accidentally turn on the sprinkler. It turns out that there was like a, you know, a, a bit flipped or uh, a loose wire that made you think that it was very dry, but actually wasn't. So uh, a nice compact, but efficient and complete uh, command set. 
Uh, we were able to get it up and running in Arduino. We wrote a library a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was up and running in like a, an hour or two. It was very easy to implement um, in Arduino, and you can definitely port it to your favorite microcontroller quite easily as well. So check out our library if you want some Arduino code to try with this sensor. Um, there's also another version. I, did, I do like the HTU31D, that's for digital, I2C interface, uh, but they also have a V version for voltage. And I thought this was kind of interesting because it's not that common that you see sensors these days with ratiometric uh, analog voltage output. I mean, I, it's really cool. And I remember, you know, the first accelerometers, like the ADXL335, that came with ratiometric output a long, long time ago. And then everyone sort of went over to SPI or I2C. So I really like that TE is bringing back um, ratiometric analog voltage outputs. You know, basically, you can power it with three to five volts. And then whatever that power voltage is, that's the high end of uh, the analog voltage output. So as long as your analog reference is tied to the same power pin, uh, you'll always get uh, the accuracy and precision that your microcontroller analog digital input will provide. Why is this handy? Well, first off, maybe you really want a lot of these and um, you don't want them to share on I2C. Maybe you don't want the I2C traffic. Maybe you want to have this in a circuit that doesn't have a microcontroller as the feedback loop. You want to have a more... Um, like a faster, more reliable, less less like complicated loop, and you just want that analog voltage with uh, you know a, a potentiometer to set the trigger point, and maybe some hysteresis with the Schmidt trigger, and then you know you could you could use the analog output in your circuit or feedback loop. What is it really good for? I don't know exactly, but I think it's pretty cool that they have a version with analog voltage out. So I'm gonna check that out. And uh, here's what it looks like. Uh, they give you a little graph showing it. It's pretty linear. You know, at the very beginning, at the very end, it gets a little bit um, unlinear, so you might do a little bit of math. But for the most part, you know, uh, voltage input, temperature output. Okay, so you can get these. They come in a couple different packages. There's um, a wheel of 150, and it says like 150 in the part number. And then there's a wheel of 400. So you're wondering, what's the difference between the 150 and 400? It's just how many are in a wheel. The component is the exact same. You can pick it up from DigiKey. You can search for HTU31D, or it's got this longer part number. Yeah, 223-101-420-48000ND, or the short URL, digikey.com forward slash short URL, Z1HJHJ. Which is pretty easy to remember. Um, they don't yet have a version with the, the Teflon covering on it, which they did for the HTU21D. I'm hoping that comes out soon. It was really one of my favorite things about the HTU21D. So, uh, but so far, I'm really liking it. It's extremely fast, um, and it's, it, it's very stable. Uh, so I think they did a good job kind of leapfrogging. Uh, yeah, they haven't updated the sensor in a bit, but when they did, they did an excellent job. So you want to go to the overhead, yeah. and I'll show the demo. Uh, I've got uh, the sensor here. I've got it hooked up to my feather, and I've got a little OLED just showing the temperature and humidity. It's uh, not very humid here, to be honest. Um, temperature is nice and comfy, though, nice room temperature. And then if I uh, breathe on the sensor, which is right here, you'll see how fast and responsive it is. It's already, um, you know, goes up to 60 and then quickly drops down. So I, I definitely like how responsive the humidity sensor is. Uh, it's very quick and um, it's very stable. You know, once it, once it settles, you know, within 1%, you're going to keep that uh, precision. The accuracy is, you know, 2% plus or minus, but uh, the precision is it's nice and stable, which I really like. 
Alright, and they have a one minute video and we're gonna play it. It's actually pretty chill. It's just like musical. It's super chill. Yeah, so nice enjoy. Time. Right, that was on I on MPI for the week. Okay. Alright, ready to do this? Rolling right into it. It's the new, 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 new. What? It's funny. No, I'm not I'm a good engineer. I'm not a very good singer. No, you're a good singer. I'm not a good singer. Alright, we have a couple coming soon. But you have to listen to me. You're stuck here with me. Um we have a couple coming soon products. Okay. Let's kick it off. Okay, so from high five, this is like really cool because the BBC worked on the micro bit. And then, like, High Five went to them and was like, well, let's do a version that's, like, a micro-bit compatible thing, but it looks like a gigantic, like, mitten. And, yeah, like, it has, it has neopixels on the front. So it's got, like, I don't know, like, it looks like 40 or 50 neopixels on the front. It's got two buttons. And on the back, it's got a um, High Five. It's a RISC-V chip. And it's, like, a USB serial converter, so you can program the chip. And then it's also got this ESP32 as a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth coprocessor. So this thing is, like, jamming. Yeah, why not? I love this thing. It's got, like, so much stuff going on. It's got all the sensors you expect, accelerometer and magnetometer, and I think it's got a light sensor on the front. Uh, so this is jam-packed. This is kind of the first kind of entry-level learning how to use RISC-V um, device I've seen. So they're going to have MicroPython ported for it, which is awesome. Um, they also have some sort of block programming system set up. Um, I don't have one of these yet. This is coming soon, so yeah. you can sign There's up. two versions. One is just this standalone. Bare thing. And then we have the Doctor Who version, because if it's BBC... It's yeah, on, yeah, Doctor Who. It's Doctor Who. So, so you get a case. Yeah, the Doctor Who one comes with more stuff. Yeah, you get a case. It's got the logo. It looks pretty cool. Kind of goth. And it also comes with um, a speaker kit, so you can play audio beeps and boops. Uh, and, of course, it has that Wi-Fi and Bluetooth built in. You can program it with MicroPython. I, I don't know. This is, like, super cool. I, I love this, like, proliferation of cool micro-bit um, compatibles. And, of course, I'm always digging using an ESP32 as a coprocessor. Yeah, and I think since Doctor Who um, is now a female Doctor Who, I think this is a good way to have more people getting this as a gift for maybe a daughter or a sister um, because it has someone who they can imagine themselves being or someone they already, you know, are fans of. So I think this is kind of good. Nifty. This All is right. good. So it's coming soon. So sign up. As soon as we get some, we'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Next up. Also coming soon, we've got mm -hmm. this uh, cool LED face-changing mask 
that Lumen Couture worked on. And um, yeah, gonna... I want to be clear. These are directly from her. Yes. Because there's lots of places and lots of things. Um, I know lots of people see her stuff and like use her photos online and stuff like that. But these are real. We actually reached out and said, hey, we would like to uh, stock, these. stock these. So we got a sample. And then, yeah. of course, I forgot to put the battery. I recharged the batteries. And oh, yeah. Back in. So I'm going to do that now. We're going to pretend like that didn't happen. Okay, so now. Yeah, and you can do different modes. You want me to, I'll just, I'll just do this. Demo quick. on me. So I can yeah. see through this. Yeah. I can see you. I can see yeah, and also has this little switchy. Uh, there's like a sensor. sensor thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, anyways. But there's like it comes with like hundreds of different like weird, cool animation faces, and of course you can make your own weird animation faces and upload yeah, them. Yeah, you can use uh, an app, and you can uh, draw your own faces, and you can also just go through. There's a ton of these. It's basically a HUD 75 LED matrix that's like kind of curved. And flexible, and it has two slots in it that you can see out of. So, yeah. um, you know, I it, it's it will open up inside. Inside the microcontroller is like this undocumented Cortex M4 chip, and it doesn't have a like native USB. But um, we'll try to get the Bluetooth um, protocol for this, and then you can maybe program it from a desktop computer. Yeah, and uh, we have a uh, little video. It's about a minute from Lumen Guitar. Okay, take it away. What if your mask could let you be anyone you wanted? Hello and welcome to yet another mask video. I swear before 2020, I never even thought about masks, but here we are. Today I have an entirely different type of mask. It's not a COVID mask, but as you can see, it allows you to change your face and be anyone you want. The mask uses the same panels that I've been using since last year on my Matrix line of hoodies, skirts, and other outfits. The large panel is really cool, it responds fast, and it's lightweight and relatively inexpensive for how powerful it is. Similar to my other products in the Matrix line, you can program this mask with an app. All it took was having the manufacturer modify the panel to have eye sockets and then building the casing around it. The app comes with a bunch of presets, but one of the coolest parts is you can upload any image of a face. During the development of this, I've been weirding out everyone I know by answering Zoom calls as them. So they answer the call and they have their own face staring back at them. I am not going to have any friends by the time the pandemic is over. Similar to the mask I did back in April, this one can also display text. And also similar to that one, it has equalizer effects that respond to sound. I'm sure this will be really cool for events and DJs when we're actually out and at parties again. Next up, tweezers. Tweezers. Okay, well, that mask is really sweet. Uh, so, yeah, sign up and we have some on order from Lumen Couture. You can get them from the Adafruit shop. Um, okay, so next up, we've got the DT71 uh, Smart Tweezers. This is from uh, Miniware, and they just make, like, the coolest shit, to be honest. Like, they're, they've got their um, smart soldering station. They've got their um, smart power supply. But these tweezers I really like. I've always liked SMT tweezers because... You have components, you can't read the part number or there's no part number on to be marked on them like a capacitor. You want to know what they are. Um, so these are very elegant, smart tweezers. Uh, so let me show them on the overhead because there's a lot going on here. So you've got the tweezer part here. And the tips are two um, kind of gold-plated um, connectors and they go into the body of the tweezers and one's marked like blue for negative and, and red for positive. And there's the battery inside of here um, and then um, really... A, elegant spring mechanism and then this is like the brains um to charge it you would use this cable uh that adapts to usb-c into the plug but uh let's just use it so you you plug this in 
to here and it boots up tells you the version you can of course change the firmware very easily and then when you tap on the end it goes into diode mode dx um, capacitive mode cx lx for inductor fx for frequency uh, vx for voltage so you can do live circuit and then you know rx for resistance so let me grab a resistor real fast and then you you can use it and here's what's really cool is if um if i switch hands so like i'm right-handed so it says rx but if i switch hands um it's smart and it knows that i've changed hands and it flips over the um text so it's always those are smart tweezers very smart so hold on let me grab a uh a resistor okay so here i've got a little resistor and i'm like i can't even read the value maybe it doesn't even have the value printed on it as it happens these days however uh when i grab it it says 15k so now i know the value so this is a 15k resistor um, i can also do it with capacitors so i've got like my bin of capacitors but you know let's see i don't know the capacitor value because it uh i'm debugging something reverse engineering something so take out this point one. That's handy just to do on a board oh. if you're doing reverse engineering. Yes. And you're just like, I'm just Well, it can't be powered if you're doing that. Yeah, it can no, be a circuit, unpowered. But if you yeah. can remove it. Oh, yeah. And then don't forget to go into capacitive mode. You have to tap it to get into C. And it says 95 nanofarad, also known as about 0.1 microfarad. Um, don't have any inductors, but I can do an LED, last but not least. So let me grab LED. So I've got uh, this uh, 0805 LED here. What color is it? This is actually the thing that drives me crazy. I'm like, what color is this LED? I don't know. Um, grab it one way. If that doesn't work, turn it around. Wait, sorry. I have to be into diode mode. Right. Hold on. Diode mode. And now, come on. This way. Nope. Spin it around. There you go. Hey. Oh, man. The toughest part about these live demos is the part wants to flip away. There you go. So uh, it can test the LED, and it'll tell me the forward voltage at, you know, a very low voltage. It works with green and blue LEDs as well. Um, I tried it. So, so cool. far I've been using it for resistors, capacitors, and diodes. I think there's also an automatic mode where it'll, like, automatically detect what it is um, you're grabbing. But I like to put it in the, the mode itself. And then, yeah, the little yeah. top has a capacitive touch bit. So it's, um, they're, they're not inexpensive, but um, these are like really gorgeous, amazing tools. Uh, they're smart. Um, uh, the smart screwdriver is one of my favorite screwdrivers. It like detects which way you're twisting your hand and, and it, it's extremely high torque. And um, these are just really elegant and yeah. easy to use and they feel great. Uh, we have like a large multimeter version of this but this one is one i actually think you would put in your um you know your work toolbox and uh i use all the time it comes with extra tips it comes with this like usb-c charging cable adapter and it comes in um, a nice carry case with a padded holder for the gift so the engineer has everything yeah if you give this to an engineer they will definitely say it's the best gift they got okay no question all right, next up, uh, this was uh, coming soon, but now they uh, they came in. That's right. We now have uh, one of the Raspberry Pi compute modules. So this is the, the easiest and simplest one to use, of course. It's the Pi 4, and I think it has one gig of RAM and no Wi-Fi, so, and no MMC. So this is, you know, the bare-bones minimum one. But uh, also, if you want to experiment with this uh, 
Pi Compute module. This is going to be like the least expensive, so least risky uh, to possibly get damaged. Um, they plug and play onto uh, Hiroshi connectors. I think I brought. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bring a module home, but um, they're they're surprisingly small, right? Only a couple a couple inches on a side. Uh, we're going to have the ones that have the Wi-Fi module as well, but to get started, we got a couple hundred of these basic ones. So good, if you're making a design and you don't want to risk maybe frying your module, uh, use one of these to start because they're only like 25 bucks. All right, this was a coming soon, now we have it. This was a coming soon last week and now it's live. This is the EMC2101 fan uh, controller. It has PWM output for fans as well as a tachometer to read the fan. Uh, and I even have a live demo. So demo. yeah, so let's show off on the live demo because it's actually easiest to, to explain on a live demo. So uh, this is the breakout and you communicate to it over I squared C. So it's wired up to a feather here, which has an OLED on top of it. And um, there's a built-in temperature sensor here. So if I put my finger on top of the chip, you'll see the, uh, the temperature goes up a little bit, 26 degrees instead of 24. And um, the thing that's really nice about this is the tachometer input and the PWM output. So you can set the duty cycle of your fan. Uh, instead of just having it like all on and all off, you can modulate it. Um, and you can PWM at different frequencies as well, which is nice. So you can, um, for example, uh, you know, if you have an audio frequency, it might be you know, annoying. You can hear the, the PWM as it vibrates the sensor uh, through the fan. You can set it to a much lower frequency or much higher one. And uh, there's a tachometer input. So you can then read what the fan uh, RPM is. And that's the part that's really hard and annoying to do in a microcontroller because it's like you have a timer that's constantly uh, keeping track of uh, ticks. So here I've got, uh, besides just the temperature, it's got the RPM. So I have this, I think, at like a 80% duty cycle. Normally it would be 5,000 RPM. Um, and if I do the thing that's always fun and slow it down with your finger, you'll see the RPM um, like it instantly updates the number and I read it over I squared C. So this is really handy if you want to do fan control and you want to make sure that your fan is running because a lot of times, you know, people do fan projects and they're like, oh, reading the tachometer is so hard. I'll just set the PWM and then I just hope that the, you know, that this, this, the fan does what it's supposed to. I'm not going to bother trying to figure out whether it's running, but fans can get stuck, right? Like something can stop it and you'll want to know when the RPM is zero because that could cause your project to overheat. Um, so in such cases, uh, having a feedback path is very handy. And that's what I like about this chip quite a lot. There's also uh, DN and DP. You can connect an external um, diode connected transistor as a external temperature sensor. Um, oftentimes chips have this actually built in apparently. So you would wire this into the chips built in like core temperature sensor. It's a little diode connected transistor. Uh, it does the math for you and just gives you the temperature in degrees C. So it's like an all-in-one fan controller. Very fun. I'm a big fan. Uh, and now we have them in the shop. Um, you'll need uh, also a power supply for your fan. That's the only thing that this board does not provide. So in this case, I'm powering the fan over USB 5 volts. But there's also a 24-volt, 12-volt fan. We don't power the fan over the breakout. You provide that separately, and then the PWM input is 3 volts, you know, plus or minus. Um, like a, a PWM frequency uh, duty cycle settable, and that's what controls the fan. So you need a fan that has that PWM input into tachometer output, also known as kind of a standard four-pin PC fan. So you'll see black, red, 
yellow or green and blue standard PC fan, those will work very well. All right, and the star of the show tonight besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our team, and our customers is? This is an NPR Gator Breakout. So uh, I thought this was a good idea because we have these plug-and-play um, STEM QT boards, and I like them a lot. And uh, I wanted to update the NPR 121 because I've been updating all of our sensors. Um, and this one I decided to update two ways. One, I'm going to update the basic breakout, but I also wanted to update it to have um, alligator-friendly pads. Of course, I forgot my alligator clips upstairs, but uh, you can just imagine. Uh, you have alligator clips uh, that you can connect onto these large pads very easily and then connect that to your uh, conductive material, whether it's fruit for you know making a banana piano or um, copper tape, or conductive nylon, or metal, or spoons, or buy will ever see you again. Yeah, I wonder if I have any right. Like, I don't know if I have any. It's like the one thing I forgot. It's like one square foot. I was so excited to, to get the mask on that I forgot. Oh, can you grab me the, the copper tape maybe? There's plenty of copper tape. Show me the copper tape. Um, so people are like, what, what do you want to connect those pads to? Uh, this copper tape works great. So we, ha we stock uh, copper tape and copper material. So um, you can use this as your capacitive touch pads and then connect it with an alligator clip uh, for a no solder experience. And then, uh, you know, the NPR-121 just works really well. Uh, it is discontinued, but I'm still able to get a lot of these chips. They're not really discontinued. And there's also companies making a pin-compatible version, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you can even touch multiple pads at once. It's nice and smart. Um, this The IRQ LED, uh, the IRQ has a little red LED so you can see when pads are attached. You can change the address to connect more than one. And then, of course, it's STEMA QT compatible, so you just plug and play it with these uh, quick or STEMA boards. So I cool think board. you want to make like musical instruments or user interfaces that capacitive touch. I remember when I was in school, making a capacitive touch thing was like the biggest deal because there was no all-in-one chips that did it. You had to do it like by hand with a microcontroller and it was a real pain. These chips, like, they do everything for you. They do the calibration on boot. They, you know, slowly track when humidity changes the, the capacitance of, like, the just, you know, PCB material. Um, it's so easy now to make super fast capacitive touch interfaces. So cool. uh, no solder, plug-and-play, alligator clippy. Uh, it's got that beautiful black and gold look. Yeah, and since it's Stemma QT, you can um, use this with your set of things you already use like you hey, it pairs with a cutie pie and yeah. now you've got a usb to capacitive touch pretty input. cheap too yeah really and easy. like a lot of these things are used in almost like okay we're going to use this in like a museum display and like very common because it's actually they last longer because there are people bashing buttons the buttons die yeah. uh capacitive touch you know they make a big stainless steel pad and that yeah, lasts all that'll longer. Last forever okay and that is new products yay new products All right, don't forget 20% off to secure your account, verify your email address, and then use two-factor authentication. You should do that anyways on all your accounts online. Um, but we're just uh, encouraging you, and we'll give you 20% off to do it. Okay. Um, we're going to do a top cool. secret. While we're getting the top secret okay. shown, go over to adafruit.it slash discord and join all 26,000 of us. We're going to answer your questions. And um, the top secret wait. that we're going to show... From the vault. Yeah, the vault is taking a second here. Hold on. Okay, sorry. It's top secret. Okay, so I've got this. It's top secret, Joe. New uh, e ink sample. 
and it's like these really like high high contrast like it might be a little hard to tell but like the white pixel color is like much much whiter and the black is much much blacker so you get this like ultra high contrast being display it looks great it really looks like silk screened uh text and graphics anyways right. so that's my that is the I, uh, uh, it's not out yet yeah um one thing that uh Shepler posted up a picture of the hamburger. Remember Hamburger Helper? Oh like, yeah, that's what that's it exactly like. what it looks this like. This totally looks like Hamburger Helper. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew. I was like in it's my just, brain, I knew that. Like that would be a cool team. This should up. have been like a McDonald's project. Yeah, it'd be kind of neat. Anyways, all right. So that's the uh, top secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So let's uh, go over to questions. Okay. I've one lined up. Um, it was from a while ago, in the chat. It was a pretty long one, so I just saved it to uh, okay. text file here. Um, you might want to take a look at this, lady, while I read it off. Okay. Uh, they want to measure temperature of some old pipes, old piece of equipment, uh, 1.8 kT press, some materials between hot plates. These plates heated with this hot steam, and then they run with cold water. Would like to measure temperatures as they heat things, and it would help telling if things are clogged too. Okay, so they basically have they want to measure 1650 to 200 Celsius uh, temperature. Items. Okay, so yeah. Um, I found the metal sheet and screw, but then I noticed these pipes worked like an antenna. Okay, so um, yeah, if you have, if you found, you know, metal uh, screw in, yeah, you definitely, the pipes can, can, can pass current or RF signal that they're, they can be very good at that and they're filled with liquid. Um, one thing is, of course, you could put a, there are, electrically isolating but not thermally isolating um uh uh washers that you can get um so check mcmaster car for th you know, things that are that are electrically isolating but not thermally isolating see if that helps um the thing is you could wrap it in like capped on tape which will which will make you know handle that high temperature um but is electrically isolating um but I think a thermocouple, those thermocouples are your best bet. So you do want to use a K-type thermocouple if you can if you can use those, just because they're they're inexpensive, they're very durable, and they definitely can handle the the 200 degrees C. When you get to that, you can't use uh, a one wire um, DS18B20. And then for being, clogs, maybe somewhere within that system, they can have a flow meter um, to detect like if it's not flowing. Then well, for if it's not flowing. I think maybe um, a vibration sensor would actually be the best bet because, it, again, it's very hot. So you can't necessarily put something in line with whatever this, this hot water. It'll, it could melt or get damaged. I mean, there are some high-temperature flow meters, but I don't think you want to have something in line. Mm. I would, I'd look for the – maybe see if you can detect the vibration of, of liquid flowing through these pipes. Okay. Um is the Nordic soft device wireless protocol stack needed in order to burn the hex version of the bootloader on the NRF52840? Is soft device part of the UF2 bootloader? Yes, Hope it is. Hope this question makes sense. Yeah, okay. you need to have the soft device. So you get that from Nordic and you burn it in. Here's a good one. Of the two vaccines, which one is best? Good question. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> so on, I think this Friday, the Moderna one's going to be um, approved. Yeah. And we're going to know pretty soon. There's going to be people that are in a very specific population and group they're going to get a test and another people uh, similar is going to get a test and we're going to see which ones over time um have the best efficacy 
Which yeah. ones? Uh, so, so far, so based on the data that the, the company has been saying, apparently the Pfizer one, um, it's good. You know, has really, but it has to be cold. Has it has to be colder. Uh, you still have to get two of them. The Moderna one, apparently, if you have COVID, it can help get rid of it. Like it, it you get the vaccine and like it, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, then yeah. that is like, you know, very quickly I just like saw read something today what we're going to do is like look it up and like do real numbers because like yeah. right now it's like which one is good you know we don't know yeah um but the good news is they're both pretty much the same type of vaccine it's not two different yeah. technologies it's like here's a picture of the virus immune system make something like this to stop it yes and so there's no real virus in it which is kind of cool anyways um next up do you have any uh squirrel storing nuts in your line how speaking from experience do you have any squirrel storing nuts in your line to your house? Oh, I think the person was asking about the pipes. Yeah, I think that's not for us. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I we have squirrels in New York. Okay. Question. With low power, deep sleep, and circuit python, will the LEDs on any stomach-connected board be powered off, or will there be a way to disable them? There isn't because I wanted to keep the power connected through. Um Things that are externally powered, come they are powered from the battery. So you would have to add some sort of external switch if you need to that was default off and then you would turn it on uh, when you wanted to but they are connected at all times okay and then Noke says this is in response to that pipe question I'm using converter to one wire because all of this distance is like 20 meters okay okay uh, what parts do you need to fabricate your own stomach QT cables or are they standard parts from DigiKey they are standard parts they're called JSTSH so you can just get cables made or get the connectors and you can crimp your own cables okay uh, more stomach QT interconnect cable soon? Um, I'm, we're getting them in stock. I don't know if we're going to get different types, but uh, there's definitely big shipments coming. They sold out very fast. People really like them. Okay. Um, someone was asking, I think this is the LED mask that uh, Lumen had. Are those good against COVID? Well, any mask is better than no mask, so maybe. It does cover your mouth completely, yeah. but it doesn't uh, form a seal. Yeah. So you would still want to wear a mask. Yeah, an LED mask is, you know, obviously, uh, I'd probably put an LED mask over something like a uh, disposable blue surgical mask. Yeah. Um, one person uh, had a question earlier, and this was on Twitch, and I'm going to answer this in a counterintuitive way. They're currently a software engineer at a top Department of Defense company. Their current job is not preparing for me for bigger opportunities that might come in. I really want to move on. really want to break into big tech. How do I prepare for these super hard interviews at big tech or FANG companies? Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer this in maybe not the way they're expecting. Yeah. So Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google is what that acronym FANG stands for. Yeah. It might not be the best time to go to Facebook or Google. Yeah. Because those companies are in the middle of antitrust stuff, and inside those companies, it is really tough during those times. And those two companies in particular, Facebook and Google, are known for these like crazy interview things. There's books that you can get how to ace these interviews. Yeah. And that type of interview and th that type of style um, is kind of on the way out. So my suggestion is if you're just breaking if you if you're just looking into breaking into big tech and you're you don't have a ton of responsibilities and you have a lot of uh, time ahead of you, uh, go to a startup. Or start your own company. Yeah, go to a startup, which you could be, you know, part of as an early an early person. 
but you know those those companies are so entrenched and they're so big and if it's just a money thing go work in finance because finance has to compete with fang all the time you'll make more money and although like i think finance has a bad reputation at least it's honest they're like hey we're here to make as much money as possible where facebook and google right now are in the fight for their lives because they straight up abused monopoly powers like they had like it's going to be a mess yeah. and so preparing for those interviews um I, there's plenty of resources online for that but i would say maybe think about what is what are all the experiences you want to have in life and yeah. can you do a startup role because the you know if you're a developer the pay is pretty competitive and you know these are these little puzzles and tricks that they're doing for for um interviews it's not to get the best candidates often to get the candidate that's like them yeah so, anyways, that's okay. how I'm answering that one. Okay. Um, uh, is Pi Zero still one per person? Yep. Yep. And that's uh, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, I can answer the next one. Uh, any updates on a larger screen mag tags? Yeah. What we're going to do is have a whole family of different types of mag tags. So, now's a good time to start your collection. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, same code will run on all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it probably will. And... Okay. It looks like those are all the questions. Okay, thank you, everybody. Oh, one more. Uh, where do you get the crimper for those tiny stemmas? Uh, JST sells crimpers and removers. Just check check JST's website. They'll give you a recommendation for the exact tool to use. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show tonight. Thank, thank you, you very much, everybody. Please continue to have a healthy holiday. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Avoid gatherings just for a little bit longer. You can do it. And um, special thanks to Takara, who's in the behind-the-scenes Adafruit Slack. All of the Adafruit team members that are helping out in the Discord and more, our Discord community. Thanks for asking some great questions tonight. Thank you to the folks who donated to um, the Python Foundation. They, they straight up said, here, we did it. We did it. And uh, there's folks all across all the different social media platforms. I'm going to send this over to the Python Foundation. I'm going to say, hey, look, this community rallied. Yeah. So, Thank you so much, Thanks, everybody. Steve. Showing that um, we're number one. Yeah, we want to show that we want to show that we can uh, give and we can share, and we have a community that that likes to do that too. So we'll see everybody next week. Uh, regular scheduled programming for us on Ask an Engineer. Well, no, next next year, next week is unboxing. sorry, unboxing next week. We will have show and show tell. and tell is normal. Show and tell is normal. Then there's unboxing. Then With the JP. week after is Ask an Engineer. Even if you didn't get it at Ada Box, show up because JP might. He might get creative. He might do something kind of fun and funky and creative. The, bio, the, the, the bar is high. And you want to see that. Yeah. Okay. That's it for tonight. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Here everybody. Your moment of Zener. Stay safe. Happy holidays.